Tune in for the activation required to make an impact through your purpose at work and in the world. From sales and marketing executive to now an international speaker, life and business coach and media host, hosted by Melissa D. White, the activation specialist, (laughs) that's me. We're getting real about personal and professional moments with the world's top leaders and influencers to help you activate your voice and amplify your story. Now, let's get activated. Hello, and welcome for another episode of the Activation Hour. I'm your girl, Melissa D, locked in for our new series, Becoming. Look, if you are new to Activation Nation, I want to welcome you. As we transition from our last season, the season of unlearning, it's only natural that we step fully into who we are destined to become. If you've been following me for a while now, you've noticed a trend in what I stand on daily, which is the original intent. We're stripping away all of who we think we're supposed to be to be fully bold and the original thing we were created to be. So in this series, I'm welcoming some amazing guests. I'm just blown away and honored I get to sit and have a chat with some of my amazing guests for this series of Becoming. And the first up on this series is Shinjini Das, who, oh my gosh, I'm trying not to fangirl out (laughs) because her message is one that I followed for quite some time now. Um, Not only is she a millennial rock star, but boy, does she bring power to the stage and represent for brown girls all over the world. She represents in the tech space as a digital entrepreneur, and she's on fire about media like me. So I feel like we're kindred spirits about giving a voice to people, and we're going to unpack all of that. The biggest thing about this topic is that over the last year, the last 12 months, we've seen a surge of digital entrepreneurship. Some of you may be like, what does that even mean? Entrepreneurship was on the rise because we were locked in at home, left with our creativity and ideas for how to not only um, gain more income, but also how can we serve people better with what we have to offer. Digital technology has opened the way for us to do that. It's even grown exponentially, quadrupling the number of digital entrepreneurs. But what's next? How do you, one, become an entrepreneur in that space, two, maintain it even now as the world is starting to open up? And Shinjini has the answers to that and much more. She advocates for go-getters around the world with 15 million plus go-getters on her social media platforms. And she has made media appearances globally to boot. So welcome my guest for today, Shinjini Das. You're amazing. Oh, <laughs> you're amazing. That music was amazing. Just, Welcome. Oh, my gosh. Look, I almost wish we could have recorded the pre-show so they can just hear. There's this yeah. kinship, this bonding of girl go-getters and activators. And I just want to welcome you to my space, to the Activation Hour. How you doing? I'm doing great, Melissa. I'm just, I'm really excited to do this with you. And I'm just honored that you made time on 
Friday evening. For of me. course, I should say the same. Look, audience, this is interactive. If you're catching us live on YouTube and Facebook, drop your comments and your questions um, for Shinjini live. I put her contact information below. Absolutely um, post away, tag her, let her know that you are appreciating the gems that she's going to drop because it's coming. And if you're catching the replay for this, don't be selfish. Share this with someone else and turn on that subscribe button because you don't want to miss any of what we're offering. So I want to set the stage. I want to go back um, a little bit and build up to now the digital entrepreneur that you are, Shinjini. Um, I got to admit, when I read you wrote your memoir, like your own personal manifesto at 26, I was blown away. I'm like, whoa, this woman, know you have to really know who you are <laughs> to tell a story at that age. Tell us the backstory <laughs> to um, unapologetically, Shinjini, and you writing your memoir at 26. Yes, no, you're absolutely right, Melissa. You know, I think God prepares you for what you're going to do. I, like, that's my only mm. explanation. Because I think for me, like, I grew up so shy and, you know, an introvert, really, you know. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean, Melissa? You're spending hours by yourself. You know, and I mean hours and hours and hours. not sad. I, I want to be clear, like you are happy on your own. I'm not, like right, present, right. you know, crying by myself, but, <laughs> but I, I generally prefer to be alone versus not, you know? Mm. And so of course at the time I didn't realize that, you know, but I think mm -hmm. what that does is that it, 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 uh, it makes you in a relationship with yourself pretty fast <laughs> because that's yeah. all you have. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah. so, so for me, it was like, it was like 18 years of that, you know, like I moved mm -hmm. from India to Malaysia to America at nine and then, you know, cultural challenges to where it's like, I didn't feel like I belonged here. And as a result, like, who do you have when you don't belong somewhere? You have yourself. You know, and so I think at every point in the journey, again, I don't want it to sound sad because it's really not. And I have great friends and everything. But there were a lot of times, Melissa, when I really I was like, you know what? I don't like these people. They are mean to me. They don't understand me. They a lot of them when I moved to the United States, Melissa, at nine in 2001. So this is not like 1994. Um, mm -hmm. People didn't know where Malaysia was. Mm. you know and people like struggled like a lot of them thought I came from India and I'm like no I moved from Malaysia like even just the concept of like a third culture kid you know mm -hmm. like no one just got it and so I think you know my my refuge became myself pretty early on you know and I think it stayed that way for many many years uh and so Obviously, at the time, I'm like, oh, I love, you know, dancing and whatever and movies. And uh, but, you know, I think now that I'm you know, 29, um, <laughs> I would say that, you know, looking back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of years spent in my own head, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. with my own self, you know, with my own thoughts. And so what that means is you really are forced to get to know yourself. You know, whereas like I look at my friends, you know, and a lot of them, it's like party, 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 like people all the time. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm like, like suffocated with people, you know. And so what happens then is you have no time with yourself, you know. And so mm. like today at 29, like they're struggling, you know, and they're talking to me about like, oh, my God, like the same like you. It's like, how do you know yourself so well? And I'm like, you know, all that time that you were partying and just like right. you know, with yourself. 
um, all of those hours I was with myself. Really, and and guess what? There's 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 other issues to that. Like I struggled very deeply as an adult to like socialize and just be a people person. You know, I feel like everything I was saying was like making people mad. Or you know, it's like when you're alone a lot, it's not like you don't have social graces, but you know, you just say like whatever because you're like, yeah, it's fine. And then like somebody <laughs> gets offended in real life, you know. And so like yeah. I had to deal with a lot of that as a as an adult you know and even in my early 20s just making a lot of people mad um, but not meaning to like not not you know I'm not right. a bad person but it's just just that click was missing because I think mm-hmm. when you do spend so much time alone you miss that like social time so that's so sometimes good. you're a little less developed like social <laughs> <laughs> I totally wouldn't I get that from you that. just in conversation yeah I've had to work on it. Likewise, my friends have had to work on getting to know themselves. I've had to work on people. Mm, I 100% relate to that. 100% relate. I grew up an only child, right? And so I 100% relate. Like I've spent my entire life in my own head, right? Right. And I love... I told you, Kendra Spirits here. I totally get it. And so really, that's even how I created my platform. It's like I I was friends with these people on social media in my head. I said, I want real conversations. And it was it became a push to get out of my head and build these relationships naturally and realize I'm not as alone as I think I may be, although I'm comfortable. I'm totally okay. And I actually navigate better by myself, but I understand just a human need for other people. And, you know, thinking if we, if I built a bridge here between unapologetically Shinjini and now here we are with you being the digital entrepreneur and mogul and media that you are, um, did you, did you, did you form your platform out of giving a voice to other people? What inspired you to go from, Hey, I'm okay with Shinjini. I'm good with me and my head, but I need other people. And I want to hear from other people. What, what built that bridge over to your media company? Yeah, no, I love that. And it's so interesting how we've been on similar journeys, Melissa, because I have a a sibling who's almost 13 years younger than me. And Mm. so I have been an only child for that, you know, it's 13 years, you know, 12, 13 years is a long time. So yeah, like everything that you're saying, I'm just relating to. Um, But, you know, look, I think the transition was, uh, I don't think that the media is correct. I think it is racist. I think it is sexist. I think it is pretty much every ist in the world, really. Whatever (laughs) whatever you can come up with, I probably agree. Uh, So I I, I think at some point I realized that this is a problem. Mm. You know, it went from like, oh, this is sad. That's that's sad. That sucks. You know, to where I'm like, you know, people consuming this for generations, they're getting screwed up. They're getting messed up, you know, because when you consume um, racist news coverage, what zero women. Okay. Yes. For me, that's how I grew up, you know, or everybody's white. um, Mm -hmm. I I do think it messes you up because you you don't even think that you can do anything. I mean, and the part of the world that I come from, India super critical you know the women there in any case like have very few role models on top of that you know there's just very little celebration of who you are and so I think at some point it struck me that 
this is really bad. Like this is, this is not, this is not good, you know, and, and this is a problem. And mm-hmm. I think that day, and I still remember that day, you know, when I was, I would say um, early twenties, because I had had these feelings all throughout my teenage years. I mean, you have, I have, all of us have that, oh my gosh, no representation, you know, no women, you know, no people of color, like anybody who's living has had that experience. So it's not like, wow, that was really revolutionary two years ago. No, but that has been consistent. But I think early twenties was when I realized that this is a real problem. Like this is not just, oh, wow, this sucks. You know, wow, terrible, move on. Like this is a problem. And so I think that's when my wheels started turning of uh, this is this is ridiculous. It is it is incorrect. It is right. wrong. It is morally un- unacceptable. And then also mm-hmm. somewhere I was like, you know, I like I'm a positive person. I'm happy. Like, what if other people could just see what I say to myself, you know, which is sort of along the spirit of you go, girl, you're amazing. You're going to make right. it. You know, you're not. You know, I don't talk negatively to myself. And, uh, and literally, that's how it started was like, maybe I can just tweet. Maybe I can just you know, start tweeting and people will see kind of how I talk to myself because I think this is all very negative, very <laughs> uh, demeaning, you know, very upsetting to even read. And then that's right. how it started. So I started on Twitter saying, you know what? And then of course I was like, look at the reach. I mean, like one tweet, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 views. Yeah. That's you really controlling transmission, you know, on a global level, right? In terms of changing thought patterns and um, giving positive influences. And so that for me was very exciting. And so it went from me having a Twitter, which really is what happened. And by the way, that's how you discovered me um, because that was the yep. time when I was on Millennial Talk yep. with um, Chelsea. And and it really went from me being like, okay, well, I could have a Twitter my whole life. And by the way, I was also on television then. But guess what, Melissa? I was a guest on shows talking about how to be a go-getter, how to start a business guess who all the anchors were all white. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly men. And so I was like sitting on these, um, you know, shows going, no, this is cool. Like I'm super grateful to be on TV. I mean, that's a huge deal for my community. I mean, I, I don't know anyone on TV. Like that's huge. Right. Like, I'm super grateful to state that, but I was sitting on these sets going, so like, is this it? Like John and Tommy, are doing fantastic and like the black women behind the scenes are not doing fantastic you mm. know um on these shows on these news programs and so i think that's when i'm like you know this is not gonna work like i can't just like sit here and be on shows and like everything is gonna be okay even if i become an anchor i feel like that's still not gonna solve the problem because the mm-hmm. problem is like somebody has to not just control but rewire the entire media supply chain right? Like everything is a problem, right? There's no people of color creating the content. There's no people of color streaming the content, sharing the content, speaking the content. And so like all of it was a problem. And I still remember like sitting on these TV sets. I'm like, you know what? I need to start a media company. That's what Hmm. I need to do. Literally, I was looking at these like Fox logos and ABC. And I'm like, no, this is great. I'm whatever, happy for all of you. But I need to start my own media company. Like I need to be my own CNN. You know, I mm-hmm. need to have my own Fox. I need to have my yes. own ABC News. And and that's when it all started, Melissa. Um, so I was on TV at 23. And I started this at 24. 
So that's that's exactly what happened. In that right is now, so powerful. The exact, like process. Yeah. So it wasn't overnight. Is 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 really what I'm saying. Like I did not wake up one day and say I need to start a media company. No. 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 <laughs> no one in their it right was, mind would. That. <laughs> that it that, it never happens that way. People can get that yeah. really mixed up yeah. and misconstrued by what they see on social media. Which I have to say this to my audience. Yes, I discovered Shinjini on Twitter. And millennial chat, shout out to Chelsea Cross. But um, what what I can say about that, what we're talking about is ownership. Yeah. What we're talking about is owning our voices. What we're talking about is representation. I got like super excited and like almost shouted, yes, like I was at a ball game when you were talking about like, like I'm sitting you know, I'm going on these shows, I'm sitting across anchors, none of them look like me or people like me. So right. then how are they now framing my story? Because people don't realize when you're in media and you go to the platforms that they, they're looking for certain sound bites. Like it, it, could, be <laughs> right, a whole, right, right. it could be a whole exactly. segment, right? We could give right. some really good information, but right. you know, whether, even if it's live, like the, the post editing, whatever, they're going to take from what they want from right. their audience. Yes. And people don't realize that. And so it's so important, um, one, not only to have our own. So now we know the stories we want to hear. Uh, even right. you going back sharing when you were younger and you like those seeds were being planted young. Like yeah. you were looking for yourself in these stories. Like, yeah. I don't see me in any of this media. I don't see me at the news desk. I don't see me telling stories about my people and my community. And yeah. so what does that message now um, to say to kids, to young people that like they are the new media, these right. phones in our hands, how they can yeah. take to the street. They told the stories of the protest over the last mm -hmm. year mm -hmm. from a phone. They told the message um, from going live right from boots on the ground. So now how tell us how you help serve in this space specifically. If I like myself, if someone like myself who says, hey, you know what? I don't see black and brown or marginalized communities represented in the media. And I have a story. I don't know how to get it out. What tips would you give? How do you serve people in that space with DOS Media Group? Yeah. Totally, totally. No, and I, and I love that question, you know, and it's so aligned, Melissa, because we're all about trying to make you a go-getter, right? And, right? and that could be with anything. That could be with starting a business. That could be with getting a promotion. Like today I had I had a consultation, like one hour go-getter consultation. Um, and it was about uh, getting a job offer as a digital marketing, you know, expert. Um, so variety of goals, you know, mostly career related, but, you know, we, we mm -hmm. do deal with a lot of different goals and it's all about creating the action plan, you know, and so mm -hmm. I think really what we specialize in is that messaging, you know, and how do you build messaging that really hits, you know, that really monetizes, that really converts and conversion could even mean like attracting the right people, you know, conversion is not always money, you know, um, yes. so I think for my audience of go-getters or even aspiring go-getters, you know, it really is about, you know, are you posting, you know, are you taking that content? Are you taking that video? You know, are you taking the graphic or whatever it is? And are you sharing it? Are you posting it? Are you, um, you know, using the right hashtags? Are you getting out there? Are you, right. are you making the first move? You know, yes. if you're just going to record something and like keep it and expect someone else to share it. You know, the question I have for you is how are they going to 
um, get that from you. You know, I mean, so I really emphasize with my audience, make that first move. That's literally what I instructed my client today, Melissa. I said, you want to get a digital marketing job. You're on LinkedIn. Where are your posts about like Google ads and small businesses using, you know, Facebook and Google? I mean, you, if you say you're an expert, show me you're an expert. Yeah. Um, So I think with this of of young people, especially teenagers, 20 somethings, you want to use media, you want to get out there, film whatever it is you're filming and disseminate it, share it. And I think that's where, Melissa, there is a lot of, no, there's a lot of like fear. That's what I'm sensing with my audience. They're like, no, Mm. I don't want to like share it. You know, I don't want to put it out there. And then that's when I'm like, but what do you, I mean, if, Again, if you, then that's how I talk with my audience. I'm like, if that is the result that you want, if that is your goal, your actions have to align. Okay. Mm. If your goal is to be out there, you know, youth voices in the media, young women's voices in the media, but you are too scared to even post a video, like mm. that goal, those actions do not align. So wow. either you got to change your goal, you got to change your actions. And that's how I speak with my demographic. You know, I'm not, I'm not rude to them, but I'm also like real in the sense that if that is what you say you want, understand that, you know, these actions are not getting you there. So either you're going to have to change your goal or you're going to have to change your actions, you know, and that's change how your goal or now. change your actions. Yeah. Wow. So, you, I told you, I should have told you guys to bring a notebook to this interview. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm okay. I'm just practical, you know? And it's like, yeah. well, and I was telling him, I'm like, if you want a digital marketing job, Melissa, and that's what he said he wanted, but you're not going to tell me anything, you know, about digital marketing. How will I be able to trust you? Mm-hmm. So these are like valid questions. You know, because a recruiter or whoever is going to look at your resume after they are interested in you. But in order to build that interest, you need content. Okay. And that's what a go-getter does. We make that first move, you know, to where I'm on LinkedIn. I'm sharing about digital marketing. I'm right. talking about you know, how small businesses use Google. Whatever. And then guess what? Maybe a recruiter reaches out to me. Maybe, you know, and that's how you grow. You know, but there's, I mean, most of my clientele and, and that's why they follow me audience. Um, they're too scared to make the first move, Melissa. And that's why we are in this situation where I call them dreamers, not mm. go-getters. So, wow. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Like, that's, that's like the recurrent um, theme for my audience. I love that. I love that, Shinjini. Go from being yeah. a dreamer to a go-getter. Do yeah. you, so, you know, in, in, a, in the intro, I was talking about what's happened in the last 12 months of, I mean, I was one of those people. I put my podcast down for a while. I, I went from a radio show to the podcast and then locked in in quarantine. I pulled out all that equipment. I said, okay, you know what? And I was supposed to be traveling globally, speaking, yeah, and all of that was all shut down. Us. And yeah. I, I got this phone in my hand. I, I pulled that stuff out. I said, you know what? And then I realized, you, you know, if you guys are in my activation nation, you know, you hear me say this a lot that, you know, use um, your micro moment to reach a macro audience. Here I was focused on being on a live stage as a speaker when God gave me a phone and the internet, and then I'm able to reach millions from the comforts of my home. And I love what you said, like, you have to show that position yourself um, to be heard in the space where you're an expert. Do you think that some of it, um, is it fear? Is it doubt? Or is it, 
Is it really them not feeling qualified enough? Going back to your original point, Shinjini, about I haven't seen myself enough in that space. So am I good enough for that space? Because representation does build confidence if they're not seeing it. So what do you think? Absolutely. And, and I, and I, I'm sure you have figured this out already, but a lot of my clients are also black women in tech, you know, Mm -hmm. black girls in tech and aspiring college students. And this is a conversation I have on the daily, you know, which is, um, it's a chicken and egg, right? Because if I tell them to wait to see a black woman on in tech Mm -hmm. rising and making money and making moves, um, is that the right solution or is the solution? Hello, Sabrina, you are that black woman? Right. Like, I think so. And I think I have taken the second step where I'm telling her, like, listen, you are her. So so let's go. Let's keep going. Because it's it's a catch 22. And trust me, it's something that I've struggled very deeply with. Um, When I was, you know, 21, 22, literally, I'm like, I want to see an Indian woman do this. And I want to see her dance. And I want, you know, like when you're like a little girl, you have all these things and that was like me and like I want to see her act I want to see right. her be an engineer I want to see her like beautiful and I'm sitting here going I'm going to be waiting forever like, right. I, like, you know right. like I just I don't see anybody like that and then my personal pet peeve it's like a lot of them it's like you have to like marry someone to be successful so a lot of them are known by the men in their lives and, the, and so I was just like you know what this is ridiculous I want to build a brand where literally it is my name it is me it is they know that it's not about a man you know it's not about who I'm married to it's not and so yes but how like how long do I have to wait for that to happen and the answer honestly Melissa was forever and that's when I say you yeah. know what honestly it would not just be here for me to do it myself. and that's kind of why I'm where I am and so that is the same message I give to my audience, you know, that it's not about you feeling like you're not good enough. Honestly, it is fear, you know, it's because fear. once you start, like you can learn the skills. You, I mean, like you said, now with the internet, honestly, if you have the internet, you're in America, come on, there is no, okay? <laughs> there's no reason not win. You're right. Because <laughs> well, like, my thing is like, okay, so you're going to start and you're going to say, oh, I don't know this. I mean, can't you learn? You can Google it. You can, I mean, it's not YouTube impossible. university. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so I think for me, what I'm learning with my demographic, it's just, it's fear. It's fear of the unknown, you know, more than anything, um, which is like sad, you know? And, and that's, and that's why I feel like I'm really making an impact, Melissa, with these people, whether that's in consultations or just, you know, media platform, a lot of people follow me, right? I'm mm-hmm. just saying like, be a go-getter, make the first move, you know, go make to college, move. get that degree, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. go back and get that degree, you know? And it's like, when we have consultations and she's like, no, I have a kid, I have a this. And I'm like, well, you know, the three hours here that you're not doing anything, you know, the chores here, like, that's 12 hours a week, okay? Come if on. you do that for a year as a degree. So sometimes it really is about like join, like, like filling the game and do it. You know, Shinjini, I this is so good. Listen, guys, um, and I see many new um listeners and viewers coming in. We have some QA for you. You up for it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I 
You up for some live Q&A? Yeah. All right. So yeah. we have our first question. I love this part. This is why I love the, doing the show live because there's so much value. I mean, I got, guys, you wouldn't get this anywhere else. If you're catching the replay, drop your questions and Shinjina definitely engage with our audience. Um, so first up, Rhonda. Rhonda says, I'm a small business and currently too busy even to start marketing except for Facebook and IG. Hoping to expand and hire staff soon and will then have time to really market. Where should I start? That's a huge one. That's a big one. When you're a digital entrepreneur is when and how to hire. Okay. She yeah. says, I have a home-based bakery and I have lots of customers from word of mouth. So here's someone who's, she's a solopreneur trying to shift as a business owner to working in the business and not on it all the time. Where should she start, Shinjini? Yeah. Melissa, Instagram, Rhonda, Instagram, In Instagram IG. is your holy grail. Yeah, it's your holy grail for cupcakes, bakery, anything visual. I'm a big fan, um, Rhonda, too, who um, you asked the question. First of all, you're a go-getter. You know that. Um, I think that you don't have to be on every platform all the time, you know, and here's here's why. OK, you build one platform up really great. It's amazing. It's solid. Like you know, crazy views, crazy, just amazing. Okay. And then guess what? A lot of them have Twitter. Okay. Guess what? A lot of them are on LinkedIn. A lot of them are on Facebook, right? So you don't have to like, I think that's the number one mistake I see to Wanda um, who asked the question. It's like, you don't have to build six platforms at once. You know, how do I know? I tried doing that. Okay. It wasn't that great. It wasn't that successful. Right. And so only when I pivoted and just double, tripled, quadrupled down on one platform was when I really started seeing success. So for Rhonda, Instagram done. Okay. I mean, if you live in Utah, you live in, you know, LA, wherever you live, start there. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, a great strategy is to follow target accounts in that area. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I think like for Rhonda, I'm thinking about her. It's like, she has a home-based bakery, most likely her customers are all local, right? So if she's mm -hmm. in you know, LA, someone in New York is probably not going to be helpful really for her, right? Mm -hmm. And so then the question becomes, can she target other LA-based sort of entrepreneurs, businesses, et cetera, uh, and follow those accounts, right? And then guess what? You know, she's going to post amazing pictures of chocolate cupcakes, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then they're going to follow her back. And that's how she grows a local clientele and or potential clientele. Awesome. Rhonda, you got your answer. She says, hey, I do ship. She wanted to put that out there. She'll ship. Okay, perfect. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Well, then that's perfect, right? Then, then geography is not even a, a question, right? I mean, not she goes issue. national. You know, you're in New York, you're in Utah, you're in Georgia. You're you're perfect. Um, oh, but I, I, I really want to emphasize that one platform approach versus six, seven at once. Um, and I also want to emphasize um, really targeting your followers, right? So not just sitting there going, oh, whoever wants to follow me, I'm fine with it. You know, but really going again, being a go getter, making that first move, going and getting those people versus waiting for whoever wants to follow you. You know, because with the whoever wants to follow you, there's always a danger of like this person doesn't like sweet goods. You know, this person doesn't like cakes. This person doesn't like cupcakes. And that's when you're running into some sticky situations of like, OK, they're all followers, but like none of them eat this stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, so we don't want to like I'm trying to help Rhonda build a business online 
which is why we call it digital entrepreneurship versus digital hobby, right? Come on. <laughs> no, dig no digital hobbies. I love that. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's the one thing I've run into and, and I, I had to learn the hard way in the beginning is a lot of people need help and motivation, but not everyone wants to uh, do anything about that. And I think mm. that was a huge wake up call for me. Uh, that there is a difference between an aspiring go-getter and a go-getter, first of all. Second of all, I cannot make you a go-getter. Like you are coming to me because you're already yep. there and you need some help to get to the next level. But like if you don't eat cupcakes, I can't change your mind, right? And so with Rhonda, it's going to be targeting people who love like what she does and mm -hmm. who, by the way, are ready to pay. So... Good stuff. Yeah. So there you go, Rhonda. She answered the second part of your question. You have yeah. time for one more before we take a quick commercial yeah, break? Of course. This is so hey, cool. they're in here. They showed up for you, Shinjini. I love it. I, I love it. I love I'm it. So you, Bob yeah. Mackey says, do titles matter in a professional career? You shared earlier, I guess uh, you had a client come to you about, you know, uh, a career in the digital space. And it's yeah. like, and I, I put your quote and you quote it. If you're going to be an expert, show you're an expert, right? Okay. Um, and sometimes I think traditionally we looked at titles as a, as a, the first introduction, Hey, this is what I'm an expert of, but does that still really matter? What do you say to Bob? You know, Bob, I think that knowledge is what matters more than like vice president and whatever and CEO or whatever. So I think it's like, if you know your stuff, you know, I'm like this person, for example, no title. Okay. He just does digital marketing right now. He creates content, is a fan of it, loves it. You know, and I told him, I said, just, just share that, you know, share how businesses can market using Facebook and Google ads and this and that. And right. people will follow you because you're valuable, you know? Um, so I think Bob, the, the answer is no, honestly, right now, you know, I think right now what matters more is your substance and your content and your, uh, and your value, right? So like if this person who I instructed today in our consultation actually does this and follows through on LinkedIn and posts a lot of, you know, really just awesome, like business tidbits for small businesses, I don't think anyone will care <laughs> what his title is mm -hmm. because um, they're just gonna say, oh my gosh, this was so helpful, um, thank you. You know, so I think um, Bob, the answer is no. Uh, I think what Melissa and I are advocating for is become an expert uh, and an expert could literally be small business marketing expert. That is <laughs> no title <laughs> yeah. at all, but yeah, that, that's not a title. Um, but you know, you're valuable to small businesses. So I think Bob, the answer is no. Answer is no. Mm, that's good. My takeaway from that, what matters is substance, content yeah. and value. Yeah, if you honestly. can prove you like it and you know what, I, I could package all of that into one word, Shinjin. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. maybe three words. Be the answer. Yeah. When you talk about substance. Yes. And you talk about content. Are you creating content that answers the questions that keep someone up at night? Correct. Correct. Exactly. Are you creating value that maybe maybe you were given an instruction during a post? Like for me, yeah. right? I the number one question I get, which is so crazy to me, Shinjini, I get like out of all the things I do, coaches speaking, whatever, they want to know what microphone I'm using and what's in my studio. So I started thinking, I was like, okay, 
is it really the microphone and equipment they want to know or do they want to know how I like turn on that button and share my voice every day? That's what they really want to know. The equipment's just right. a muse, right? So right. then now the content is structured, like for Bob, Bob's, Bob's an inventor. He has an amazing product. So Bob, it's really education on like, forget the title. You wear many hats. It's, um, I, you know, solve problems by whatever your product does. Yeah. That's your caption. Exactly. And then the picture is the product or a video, a demonstration of how it solves someone's problem. Same with yeah. Rhonda. Um, problem is I got a sweet tooth. It's the middle of the night. I need cupcakes. And while I'm scrolling online, I'm ordering Rhonda's cupcakes. Exactly. 100%. 100%. No, I'm, you know? I'm, I'm fully with you. And I love too, that you also see content the same way I do that. It's not just like a nice to have, Oh wow. This is amazing. Like mm -hmm. content is actually a product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting because I've always like looked at it that way. But I think in wow. the beginning, when I kept telling people I have a media company, they were all like, wait, what do you sell? I'm like, no, that's the product. The product is content. There, like, I think to this day, a lot of people are still really confused. Um, and that's when I realized that they probably don't get it. Like, like content is the product. Right. Mm. So if my client shares content about how small businesses can market using Google ads, that is the cupcake, which is sort of a wild thought. I think even to this day, a lot of my friends are confused. Um, <laughs> but no, no, but like you look at New York Times, Melissa, what is what is their product? Their product is content. They right. don't have anything else. Like what what do we know the New York Times for? I, I like, I'm sure they have live events. I'm sure they have, you know, an app or even in an app what are they like sharing they're sharing content right like yeah. that they're journalists right so i mean that's it, it's just funny like i think they don't they just they don't get it like i think they don't get it because they don't understand how it's monetized maybe because mm -hmm. i think when you're like i sell water bottles you're like okay cupcakes water bottles yeah like how, how do you sell content but I'm like, no, that's, mm. that is what we sell, though. That's you sell content. So it's, that's it's, so it's good. Yeah. Like, they just don't get it. Yeah. I oh, think guys. even younger people don't get it. Like, even younger than me. So, like, teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Can I can I wrap that statement up, like, with a really big bow real quick yes. before we take yeah. a break? So, yes. you know, I've, I hear a lot on, you know, we follow, like, some amazing people, you know, in the internet space of just... Who are, who are really dope digital marketers, right? Yep. And yep. I can't remember which one said it. That's why I can't quote it. But they said, I hear people say, be a, be a producer, not a consumer. Right. So when you say content is the product, not a product, it's the product mm -hmm. that when people are scrolling, if you're scrolling more than you're creating, that means mm -hmm. you're consuming, you're taking in right. the content that someone else is producing. That means Correct. they're the producer, you're yeah. the consumer. So Correct. for me, being a digital media content creator and, and, and supporting other creators is to flip your thinking is how do you now use your voice to, like you said, you couldn't have said it better. You are now the content. You be the content right. and you produce. Mm -hmm. You shift exactly. from being a consumer to a producer. That's how exactly. people win. That's, that's how the wealthy, that's how those who are seen, that's how those who get platforms get in that yeah. space. They produce. 
They produce. Absolutely. Well, and I think entrepreneurship is that you're a producer, right? Whether you sell mm -hmm. cupcakes or water bottles or anything, you know, right. um, which is amazing and awesome. And then and, and that is the path to wealth uh, creation. You know, you have to own the patent. You have to own the you know, product. You have to own your Rhonda's, you know, cupcake recipes. You're right. right. Like, and that's how you win. No, I'm 190%. And I think where I am and, and like genuinely what I'm just like super passionate about. And every time I like do this, I'm like, oh, my God, this is what drives me is architecting that personal transformation, Melissa, from uh, a consumer to a producer, because you're too scared. You don't think that you're good enough. You know, you have major uh, imposter syndrome. I mean, I deal with all of the above and more with my audience and I'm sitting here going, okay, but let's go. Okay, let's go. Let's make the first move. And honestly, like that's how I see my personal role as a motivational speaker you know, online and everything, but also that's what I see my media company doing as we branch off into our own media platform app, whatever, you know, television channel, all the things that we want to do is we are your growth partners. You know, we're mm. going to share stories of people like Melissa being go-getters, you know, making that first move. And you know what? Somebody's going to relate to you more than they relate to me. Okay. And mm -hmm. they're going to see you be like oh my god melissa can do it i can do it and she's gonna like do something that she's never done before and mm -hmm. and i want to be there for that genuinely <laughs> i want to be there for the first job i want to be there for the like homeless to harvard story i want to yes. be there for every one of those jumps and and that yeah. is like to this day why i'm here why i'm driven to do any of this you know uh, which is why like today the guy was like I just want my first job offer in digital marketing. And I was like, mm. I think you're going to get it. Cause I told him about, you know, passion and purpose and connecting it and communicating right. it and ultimately making that first move on LinkedIn, sharing content, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of stuff that he felt like he wasn't really doing, you know? So mm -hmm. again, dreaming or dreaming than go getting. Um, <laughs> and now I, I really feel confident that he's going to get an offer. And like, I, I literally want to be there for that. And so if you ask me like why I even care, like that's why I care, you know, because they're, they're having trouble going from, they're having trouble going from consumer to producer on their own, Melissa. That's the problem. And that's, that's why the they have you. <laughs> that's the problem. You know, if people are like, what problem do you solve? You know, honestly, that's the problem. People mm. are struggling to go from dreamer to go-getter on their own. Mm. That's the problem unsupportive family, whatever, whatever, abusive situations, et cetera. I mean, we do, I deal with everything <laughs> with yeah. my demographic. It's like, you name it and I have it. So um, that's the problem that I think we are uniquely solved. I love it. So guys, what, show Shinjini some love. Don't leave right now. But after this show, or if you're listening to the replay, make sure you subscribe. Go follow her. Uh, I've just dropped the information here. Also in the show notes, you can catch all of my quotables, my activation moments personally from hearing Shinjini share about digital entrepreneurship. Check her out at Speaker Shinjini on IG and also follow her on Twitter. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by the Activation Nation. My group, my um, private group coaching. Make sure you check us out on Facebook at Activation Nation 1000. Guys, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for more activation as I come back and chat with the one and only Shinjini Das. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
Activation Coaching International, where we're on a mission to activate 1,000 coaches, speakers, and business owners to monetize, repurpose, and package your message, allowing you to attract your ideal clients and build platforms using your voice that generate multiple streams of income. We've helped countless coaches achieve optimal results to get the training and support they need for a successful coaching practice and speaking business. Become a certified life and business coach to enhance your skills and serve at mass. Learn how to build a platform that attracts your ideal clients through Activation Coaching International. Apply today. All right, guys, we're back uh, for the last half of the Activation Hour with the go-getter herself, Shinjini Das. Oh, my gosh. Listen, guys, I, my notebook is full. This happens every week. I take copious notes. Um, I did all the heavy lifting for you. Just make sure you check out the show notes <laughs> and put this into work. Don't just be a dreamer consuming all this information. Come back, tell me, tell Shinjini how this episode has helped you go get it. So tell us more, Shinjini, about what's new for you. What are you working on right now? How are you serving in your space? I want to know more. <laughs> you're amazing, Moise. And I just have to say, like, everything that you're just sharing now with your, you know, podcast and coaching group and just how amazingly produced everything was. Like, it's such an inspiration to me. And I actually mentioned this to you before the show, but coming into the media, like I, there's very few Indian women here. Okay, there's there's no other way for me to say it. Um, so the only um, women of color that I could look up to as inspiration uh, have been black women, wow. you know? Um, and I'm saying that truly. So, I mean, the fact that like you have your own show and, it's so cool and produced and all like that is such an inspiration to me. Cause obviously like, that's all what I want to do and where I'm going. And um, it's, I think it's, I think it's hard to not see role models in that way um, yeah. or even, or, or even maybe they are of your ethnicity, but maybe you still don't quite relate, right? Just because right. they are your color doesn't mean that you know, it's a one-on-one -on -one fit. So um, I just want to say that I, I'm just amazed. That means so much. Ah, it's yeah, such I a labor of love. Of deserve, yeah, no, I think all of you deserve just huge audiences, more money. I feel like there's so much more that still like can be done with each of your platforms. Um, and I, 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 I'm genuinely saying this. I want to be one of your partners in that journey because I, I just, I want to go like so big and I want to be global and everything. And and you know when and if I am there, I want all of you there with me you know, because oh I, I really like, don't want to just win for myself. I want you to have more money, more coaching, more just, you know, reach. Okay. Yes. And, and, um, cause I think sometimes I feel like that's one thing that I noticed that, I don't know, women who make it, I'm just like, did you bring everybody up here or not? You know? And sometimes wow. the answer is like, no. <laughs> so I just, I want to go big and somewhere I feel like me being Indian and like, I just, I have Asia in my palm 
Latin America came first because I was a speaker, I brother am a speaker with the U.S. Department of State and like mm -hmm. all of Latin America, like the same thing, instructing them on digital entrepreneurship and all that. So mm -hmm. I have this unique appeal, which is like super global. So I feel like I can really just take things to a new level. And when I am there, I want all of you there with me, you know, and I, and I mean that because you have all been trailblazers in the space. And if I'm even here, it is because of you, truly all of you um, wow. and, and mostly black women. I, I, I don't think I have yet probably even, I don't know, maybe one Indian woman podcast. Like it's, it's that rare. Wow. So well, I you said it earlier, Shanjini, that somebody has to go first, right? You said the chicken first. or the egg. Yes. So it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I clearly, which is like crazy because I'm like, I'm really young. Like, I don't understand how like I have to go first. Like, it's, it's, it's absurd. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, but I know what you mean. And, and not even that, it's, it's not even going first, but it's about being able to scale. Because I think I also uh. see that as a huge challenge, Melissa, with my demographic where it's like, they're being go-getters, but like they're still struggling to like break, you know, $30,000 in revenue or $40,000 in revenue. And by the way, I was there, okay, women-owned businesses are struggling to break six figures. And so, like, I see the struggle every day with my demographic. Right? And it's not that they're not trying. It's not that they're not being go-getters. It's just there are some real barriers, you know, in the way. And and I just, I don't know, I sometimes I feel like that all like motivates me to just make it you know all the way and i'm like i want all of you there let's go like someone has to just you know make it and and bring everybody with them and i feel like currently the women who've made it i'm not entirely sure if they've brought everyone else up with them mm. that's how i feel that's how i feel the older women the older women yeah you know, yeah um, that's so like real you know yeah so I'm so glad you said that. You know, I, I thought I was the only one thinking what you said. I'm a little older than you, not much. <laughs> I'm still, no, I, I call myself a mature like, millennial. You're like 40 something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm a mature millennial. I'm, I'm a first, I'm that first year, top of the year millennial, right? Yeah, you're, you're and like 40, like 40 something. yeah, I'm 39 going into 40. And so oh for me, God. yeah. And I'm like, so, but like you, I can relate to, like, why do I have to be the first? Like, after all these generations that came before me, why am I the first? This makes no sense. Like, why like am I the first of anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, honestly, if you think about it, you know, and it's crazy. Um, yeah. But crazy. I, I, what about this, though? What if it was just destined? We talk about purpose at working in the world here, the activation hour. Right. What if it was just really purposed for there yeah. to be a Shinjini Das that yeah. could usher in, like, that think more. about, we talked about this in the pre-show, right? Yeah. That, and even you said it here about creating that space for young people. And you were once that girl that wanted to see yourself. Maybe, just maybe you had that experience right. so that you had that fire under you to blaze the trail for other yeah. go-getters it was just purposed right. it was just pre totally. predestined for you to so. do that no i i agree i agree I, and yeah like now that i like am able to put my life together because you know when you're living as a teenager or whatever like you're not like in 10 years like you're just trying to get through 13 so i think for yeah. me like <laughs> now that i'm able to look back 190 percent. i mean and i don't know if you know this but i have a competitive public speaking background 
So all through high school, I was competing on Saturdays, Sundays, and this is like hours, you know, like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And so, you know, people are like, entrepreneurship, long hours. I'm like, listen, I've been doing this my whole life. Okay. Yeah, I'm George not Tech new to this. <laughs> yeah, Georgia Tech Industrial Engineering, it's like all men, white men. So if you think about it, literally I've been in this game my whole life. And by the way, won at every level, you know, uh, competitive yeah. public speaking, won all the awards. Um, one of the only girls, Indian girls. So I'm used to that. And I think somewhere when you are the first, I think God enables you to like cut through, you know, because mm. I, I also know a lot of like friends of color who like were not able to win, you know, who did not win the public speaking competitions, who did not mm -hmm. get the president scholarship at Georgia Tech. So I think somewhere and I probably can't take credit for it because it's destiny. Um, mm -hmm. I think God has predisposed me in a way to be relatable to a lot of people and, and, and frankly, cut through the mainstream, you know, because wow. all of these were like very white institutions um, at the time, at the time. I mean, now everything is like, you know, a little bit better. But at the time, like public speaking, all the judges, white men and women and like could barely pronounce my name, you know, and guess what? I won all of them. Wow. So I, and, and that's something that I can't really take credit for because I, I really do think it's like a destiny thing, you know? Um, so I agree. And even in, as I look at media now, Melissa, to whether that's Hollywood or this, like you have to, um, whether you like it or not, white decision makers all have to like you for that you is to true. get through the door. So I think yeah. somewhere I have been predisposed to be, you know, appetizing to a wide variety of people, but I'm very, very committed that when I'm there and even now, I mean, I'm constantly, constantly pulling up black and brown women with me, you know, wherever mm -hmm. I go, because I just, you I, do. I, feel, I feel a little uncomfortable at this age and stage of my life. Cause at 13, I'm like the only brown girl. I'm like, listen, what are you going to do? This is what it is. But today I, I do feel a little uncomfortable because I know that there are other brown and black girls who are super smart, you know, who understand mm -hmm. technology, who probably didn't know anyone at this conference, which is mm -hmm. why they're not speaking there, mm -hmm. you know, and so been there. And I think that's a real concern, especially in the tech world, Melissa, where it's like these tech summits and all. And like I've been, it was called like Dublin Tech Summit. I was one of the youngest, um, forget women, people on the main stage, mm -hmm. um, which these are the distinctions that I'm very like aware of now that, you know, okay, you have a brown and black speaker. Are they like in a room where there's nobody there? Because that's not really success. Yeah. So I, I'm very like, because before I used to be like, yeah, you're speaking there. Amazing. And then I like dug deep and I'm like, oh my God, you're in a like side room. That has happened to me. Know. You know what? I have to tell you this. Oh my gosh. I had no, I'm so glad you brought that, brought this up that it's not only our responsibility to advocate for others to get in the door, but that's where the inclusion part comes in, right? Like, no, it's, there has to be equity and representation in the platform. Yeah. Don't put me in the back. What What's the movie? Yeah. Don't put baby in the corner. Don't put Shinjini. Yeah. Don't put Melissa yeah. or anyone yeah. who looks like us in a yeah. corner, yeah. in the corner room back, like during where you're competing with maybe a main stage person at the yeah. end of the session. I've been win. there, but you know what happened? 
and I could shout out so many people. I'm thinking of one particular friend. Shout out to Nicole Samiri. Um, but like I've had people. She was a good friend, a white female in my in my space who wrote to the conference organizers and said, yeah. "I have a problem with what just happened. I have a problem with, with her session being back there." So when you talk about advocating, you you and I I applaud you and I like I totally see you like I said as my media sister in this space. To you said, "Look, I'm bringing other people with me." Yeah. I, the more powerful thing is one thing when we advocate for each other, but when white women say, you know yeah. what, this isn't right. I know it's not right. And I'm not just going to sit on my laurels. I'm going to get up and say it like she wrote a whole le- that yes. that to me, yes. that's power. That's yes. advocacy. That's yes. equity in media and in speaking and in those spaces. And until we start holding organizations and media platforms accountable, and, and showing them, hey, no, you put them in the same spot. You thought they were qualified enough to come to the conference. Give yes. them equitable opportunity when they show totally. up. Totally. That's 100%. good. 100%. And also, I think I think you you and I are at the stage because of the internet now, Melissa, where um, you don't have to do that, okay? If, if you're going to be in the back, if you're going to be in the corner, if I were you, I would say, you know what? I don't need this. Because I think you, like, have multiple streams of income available to you to build mm-hmm. maybe maybe not every income stream is great uh, hell none, none of ours is um, hey. but 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 you're you you at least for me like i have options okay and so like i'm not i'm not about to accept that you know whereas i think if you and i if this was 12 years ago i could definitely see how like okay we might be um you know sort of uh, you know not not desperate, but kind of like, oh, well, this is how it is. But in 2021, this is, I I don't have to stand for that, you know? And, and frankly, right. neither do you is what I'm saying, right? So right. if you do get this thing of like, you're in the bag, be like, you know what? This is not going to work for me, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that like, even you have uh, options today because of digital media. And that's definitely how I feel where, you know, I'll be like, I have more followers than like all of them. So like, I don't understand <laughs> why, like, I, you know, and cause I think for me, one thing, Melissa, which you may uh, forget, I had to deal with massive. Um, I was very young. Okay. My yes. Whole, Ageism is a thing. But even the other way, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Reverse ageism yeah. in, in yeah. all spaces. They're like, so hot, like you're hot old. So like, how did you get here? Yeah, exactly. And also like, if you add for me, like the color and the this and the that, Mm. and obviously I'm not black, but there's no like Indian people in these spaces in that way. Now, if you talk about the NASA engineer, yes, they're Indian, but usually they're not on stage, like speaking, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just, it was, it's been difficult. You know, I think now I feel a lot more mature and, you know, 29, 30, like you're, you're, you know, no one's going to be like, oh, you're so young. You know, you're whatever. It's fine. But it like, still happens. I, I started at 24, you know, and yeah. I was on TV at 23 and um, speaking to college campuses at 25, where literally the kids were three years younger than me. Right. Okay, being like, oh, what? You know, so like dealing with all that. <laughs> and by the way, you know, only, you know, a lot of keynotes at these college campuses where, you know, they were nice enough to tell me, they're like, yeah, you're the first like person of color, which is amazing, you know, and, I'm, and yes. I'm so proud of it, but also I'm like, what on earth? So it's just too many new things at once for people. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I don't know. I feel like I've had to deal with that. But then, you know, I look at someone like Kamala Harris and you know, she's yeah. 50 
plus and like she was the first and then I'm like mm-hmm. okay whatever I mean it is what it is I guess but um so but but look you don't have to deal with that anymore you really don't because my concern with being like oh my god everybody needs to speak up for you is I just know that everybody will not speak up for you just because that's how they are mm. not because they hate you or you know you are this or that it's just that's it's it's just hard it's hard to be moral it's hard to do the right thing so if I were you, I would have a hard time counting on other people like speaking up for me because I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know if this is going to happen. And I'm talking about myself. So That's I think then good. It's like, yeah, then it's like, you're just like, I don't have to do this. You know? Um, so is that why it's important to, to no, build your own spaces, Shinjini, so that no, we're not, you, yeah, you talked about when we go to spaces and tolerated and the power of saying no and walking away. Right. Because so you are have you, your own space. Yeah. Because you have your own space. And that's exactly how I feel. You know, because I'm like, listen, if you know Fox News is gonna act rude, I'm like, I don't need this. Okay. I don't have to, I don't need to be here, you know. And so I think that's what I would advise any woman of color. But you know, you also have a have a very strong point that, you know, especially like black women, women like us have to stand up for you. And, and that's something that I feel very strongly about Indian women, Iranian women, um, Asian women, yeah. you know, yes. Chinese, Japanese, yes. anything else, you know, white, obviously. But again, mm-hmm. we know that there's like a history there and we, we can't count on all of them to stand up. It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> but, but someone like me, like, I don't know why I wouldn't stand up for you, which is which is why I get very like bugged. When I see like Indian women like not doing that, because I'm like, what? Like we again, we're not mm. we're not the same. But I I have an inkling of what you've been through, whereas someone else would have no idea, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So that for me is like crazy, which is why like literally on on Monday, which this is so perfect. Um, I'm in a Rotary Club, uh, Melissa. Okay super white. Uh, it is what it is. Um, and I told them, I said, I want to bring people of color speakers. Like, that's what I want to do. And they were like, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I told them, I said, I want them to be young. Okay. It's, it, we need young people. Everything needs young people. Um, uh-huh. That's how we move. Um, one day <laughs> I invited a guy. He's a, first of all, he's amazing. This is not about color only, but happens to be half black. Um, literally, I don't think we've ever had a black speaker. So like, that's what it takes you know someone like me saying i have to get someone else here and by the way he's gonna be black you know Mm -hmm. and and that's what we're doing and i'm just so excited i know he's gonna do an amazing job because he's amazing and he's 27 and and i just love it literally i'm like thinking about monday and i'm getting chills because i'm like this is what we need this is Mm. what we we need someone like shinjini and kamala and you know you know shreya all these indian girls to be like, we need to see black representation. We need I love to, it. like this is crazy. Like this is what has happened has is nuts. You know, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm so proud of myself, but I'm just amazed that like this is happening. And like now he's on the bulletin and like I see his name. Yeah. And I just I'm like, oh my God, we did it. Like I know. You know That's an amazing even, feeling. Yeah, even just like seeing your name, it's like an accomplishment, you know? And um, so, so anyway, all I'm saying is yes, white women, hundred percent, but again, there's history there. And I feel like someone like me and Sri Lankan women and, you know, Asian women, we should support you without question. And, and anybody who doesn't, 
I will take care of them. <laughs> because, <laughs> she well, will take to Twitter and take care of it. No, I'm I just, just saying. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that because yeah. someone like us has a closer relationship to oppression than not. So I just you know, agree. It's like crazy to me how like some people, even like non-black, they're like, "Oh, no, this is not for me." <laughs> like, no, this mm. is for you. Yeah, this is um, good. No, it's 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 really now that like you were talking about the protests and everything and. Now that I have that lens, Melissa, mm-hmm. I mean, I look back at my speaking engagements, how many people have been black? It's shameful. You know, well, I, college campuses, yeah. tech summits, I mean, all of it, it's shameful. So I, I pray that we get better. You know, it takes go-getters and women with courage like you to as you said the like you held the door open for this gentleman speaking for the rotary club and i'm familiar like we have to change the landscape and the optics of these spaces and like i said not just to check it off a box so i applaud you for being so intentional in your mission to do that and through your company but through your stewardship you are a good steward of your platform and i that's why i'm such a fan girl yeah, no, I just, I'm, um, because, you know, I'm like making, again, like I'm mentioning to you, like you must understand, I'm also surprised by how easily I make it into these spaces. You know what I mean? Like, I'm also yeah. not like, wow, I'm amazing. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like Rotary let me in and this let like, me in. There's, it's, it's, it, yeah. it is a diversity is a problem, Melissa, in these spaces. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there's no other way for me to say. Again, if you go to the Rotary Club in India, well, shit, everyone's Indian. But because it's in like, India, yeah, it's in India. So I just want to be clear that America. <laughs> I'm talking about America. Um, so uh, it's a problem. It is a problem. Again, there's a fine line between oh, that's sad, to this is a problem, and I'm I. I have realized that the spaces that God has granted me the ability to enter, frankly, quite easily. Again, there have been some struggles, but generally, knock on wood. Like you said, as a trailblazer, God cuts through. That was was transformational. I was going to say, I think because sometimes I'm like, there is a reason for this. because there Absolutely. It's called great. We can call it different things depending on your belief. For me, it means the favor, the grace, the anointing, like we yeah, can walk yeah. in certain things because we understand right. if you're called to it, when you're yeah. called to something, I think there is a measure of, of opening yes. of opening grace to door. walk into things that yeah. it, the average person couldn't do. And I, and I totally surrender to, to God's um, will in that. So a uh, last thing um, to really share that our, our activation moment yes. of the day if you had one final word of wisdom for those who have now, whether they're a new startup as a digital entrepreneur, or you just desire, like, I want to start something. I need, I don't know what yet, but I just have this dream, this thing inside of me. I, I want to do more. What go-getter advice would you leave with my activation nation? Yeah, you know, honestly, <laughs> the advice is a little boring, which is you have to have a goal. Okay, you have to have an action plan. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I know it sounds uh, boring, but honestly, you'd be amazed at how many people don't have either, you know, mm. to where it's like, I want to do this one thing. And, and that's what my consultations are for. That's why then, so my coaching, essentially, my coaching is a one hour go-getter consultation. And I really do um, ask some very, very hard questions. 
Melissa, which is, you know, what is your personal brand? You know, what is your personal mission? What do you want to do? And it's amazing to me how many people, like the first two questions, they're like, I don't know. And then I'm sitting here going, that's why we're not there. You know what I think? So it, it sounds very simple to say have a goal and have a plan. And some people may say, well, obviously, but it's, it's, it's actually not that obvious is what I'm noticing. It's not as obvious for most. If, there, if you're just making your way and getting by in life yeah, or if you've right. never just been taught, there's there's strategy to that. Yes, 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 yes. No, you said it. And so, you know, like today is a great example. He's like, I don't know why I'm not getting these jobs. And I'm like, well, there is a reason, you know, and mm -hmm. we're going to figure that out. And I'm going to help you figure it out. Because what I'm noticing is a lot of my um, audience, like they will come to me and say that I've not been getting a job. And then the, the sort of natural thought is that uh, I suck. That's sort of the natural thought is like, mm -hmm. I, I am, I suck. There's something wrong with me. You know, and that's when I have to come in and say that there's nothing wrong with you. Um, there's something wrong with your skills, you know, mm. and that's a very, I, I always notice that's a very powerful moment because, you know, they're going into a negative, you know, spiral of self-hate and mm -hmm. you know, self-sabotage and all of it. I mean, I can map yeah. out exactly what happened. There's nothing wrong with you. We just there's have to adjust you. your skills. You just exactly. have to tweak it a little bit. You have to tweak your skills, you know, or your resume yeah. or your this. And I, I think like I'm all about like productive conversations, which is why, like, if you follow me, you notice that I complain very less. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I, I don't self-sabotage. I don't like go online and say, I hate myself. Everything sucks. Like that's right. not really my model. Because That's not the purpose for the space. Yeah. It's not really productive. You know what I mean? Because if I feel like I suck, I would much rather work on my skills. You know, and, and that's kind of what I instructed him to do today. Uh, and I'm confident that he's going to get a job. I really am. I really am. Because awesome. once you align your you know, purpose. Uh, so I think really it's literally it's have a goal, have an action plan, you know, and then, you know, are you are you working on that action plan? You Work know, the plan. That question is very simple. Are you doing it or are you not doing it? You know, and if you are doing it, then you're going to see some results, you know, or, or perhaps you're doing it. But I think the other complaint I hear all the time is like, the results are really slow. Right. And to that, I say, they're really slow, because you don't really, you don't really like what you're doing, you know, because if you love what you're doing, yeah. and you're a fan of it, you know, I want to do this every day, I want to post, I want to share, I want to build a platform. I don't see results every day, Melissa. I mean, do you that, see that results thing, yeah. every day? No. Well, when you said that, the immediate thing that came to my mind when people say the results are slow, that means that they're tricked by the rest of the world and thinking everyone else gets quick results. That's not true. Right. When they true. see us on stages, they don't realize that one micro moment. Like I talk about micro and macro moments. That micro moment of five minutes on camera or 20 minutes in a keynote or whatever the case really took the last decade of my oh, yeah. life to prepare me oh, for that moment. So when you talk about, it didn't seem that way to us because we were constantly working on our craft and ourselves along the journey. 
So there were small celebratory moments that led up to the big moment. They're just looking for a big moment right now because social media and the world makes it look like that's what it's going to be. And it's not so. And that's one of the purposes of this platform of activation is that it takes daily activation to get to the big moment of your life. It takes this activated lifestyle, whether it's a go-getter lifestyle. And so it's so important that we continue to peel back, to, to pull back the veil a little bit. And that's why I love doing like reels or stories behind the scenes where people see, okay, they see us at the whiteboard crafting the message. They see us writing the speech. They see us building the company or, hey, this is behind the scenes what the studio really looks like when I'm trying to go. Like they don't, we have to, we are, we have to be responsible stewards of the story. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. And also, I think also calibrated expectations, Melissa, because Mm. some people like their results, I'm like, you know, this is not like possible in two days. So I don't understand like what you are trying to like measure against because this is not, this is not a good goal. And you won't believe how many conversations I have with my audience, Melissa, literally saying, quote unquote, that is not a good goal. Because either you're trying to like have a goal that everybody else has, which, you know, even you don't know why you have that. Right. Or, or maybe somebody it, made that up for you and it just stuck with you forever. Right. Right. Like it's not your own doing or my favorite. The goal is too big. OK, the goal is too big for, you know, tomorrow, you know, and uh, yeah. I'm do you, you find that, let me ask you yeah. something about that. Do you find that? when you say that to people, they feel it's harsh. Like people come as, as a coach, we yes. coach them. If, if your coach doesn't piss you off just a little bit, they may not be coaching you right because yes. they're telling you the truth yes. and they hold I up a see. mirror and you're like, you're really paying them to tell you the stuff that you, you don't, don't tell yourself and no one's holding you accountable for. Correction does not feel good, but it's for your good. Correct. So I may have to tell you and course correct and, and, and tell you some hard truths so that you yeah. f- deal with it. Obviously, you're not winning because you haven't dealt with that stuff. So let's deal with the junk and the the like, no, it's not a reasonable expectation, which is why I love. I know you said it sounds simple, but pe- people miss the simple steps. Of, yes, if you yes. haven't written the goal, like you want monumental yeah. results, but you haven't taken one step to in that yeah. direction. If oh, you wow. if the goal today was, OK, you know what? And not, it doesn't need to be 10. You might want to do, I do my top three. If I do those three, one of them is make my bed. I think I heard Tiffany Haddish say this one time. Same. I, I heard Tiffany Haddish say this one day and I cracked up laughing. And I said, I'm, I'm with Tiffany. If I can make up my bed and I know, hey, that's the one thing that God granted me the sound mind and ability to do, then everything else is easy. One, I was able to get out of it. And two, I was able to make it. Okay, the rest is a piece of cake. Like do something simple. That's a reasonable expectation for me to get up and do that. One of them is self-care. Like I love facials. I get, I will, I will do, I will stand in the mirror for 30 minutes and do the best facial in the world to feel like I'm putting on my bed, whatever. If that's going to give me the confidence, why? Because now I'm in the right space to go do the hard stuff. If you can't master doing the easy stuff, you surely can't cut through and get to the hard stuff. Totally. No, I love that. I love that. The bed thing has been a game changer. Man, I cracked up when Tiffany Haddish said that. Yes. No, she's <laughs> right. Well, and, and I would even add to um, Melissa in this quarantine and pandemic sort of time, make the bed, um, take a shower. You know, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking. In this situation, you know, yes. Yeah. 
brushing your teeth, get dressed, uh, you know, mouthwash. I mean, dress. Like, let's like do that. You know, literally like that routine. That's that's routine. hard work for some people right now. That's hard work. That for is some hard people. work for me right now. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Um, yeah, no, it's it's. it's oh, I'm man. telling you, I don't think I've ever struggled this much to like get up. You know, I agree. Like, and see, but that was so honest. You know what, yeah. sis? I applaud you for saying that because it was hard for me today, too. But I said, I'm talking to Shinjini and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do my You're best. Amazing. And I'm going to. So I, I thank I, you. I've been so, so excited much. to talk to you, too. But honestly, and especially for people like you and me who are sort of working from home and, and you know, probably will be for a long time anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I, I don't know if you know this, but there are like big companies, Melissa, big companies, like tech companies whose CEOs are literally writing them like, hey, I don't think I'm going to go back to the office, like ever. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, this, this, yeah, this is not just like you and me and, you know, so yes. this is like actual, like corporations, you know. You know, there's a projection. Like, yeah. I've been reading about this, that the yeah. projection of a mass corporate exodus, I would, that's a whole nother episode. I have to have you back. I would love I, to. We will, we will, we will. But, but, but the but point being, we have to learn how to be go-getters at home and like get up and dress up and brush. And, like, because I think we're going to do, be doing this for a long time. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, because there's so many like tech company CEOs and all that like I follow and I you know I'm like such a fan of that literally they're publishing like LinkedIn posts and stuff going like hey probably not going to be back in the office for a while and or even when we are normal like I'm he's he or she's not going to go into the office that much and yeah. so I'm sitting here going oh my god like I really think that I will be working from home for a long time even when I am in LA and I, cause I want to move and I'm in LA, but I don't think I'm going to get an office. Melissa. I'm not going to pay. We work our co-working space. I'm like, why? Not I'm at all. I canceled it. Cause that stuff is expensive. It adds up of like $300 a month, $400 a month, co-working space, whatever, whatever. So if I can say that, I, I probably just be doing this for a very long time at home. And then once you have like employees and whatever, you have an office. But Melissa, let's be honest, I don't think I'm going to go into the office every day. So I mean, <laughs> I don't think I can even expect my team in the future to go yeah. into the office because they're not, you know, they're probably going to come in for meetings um, and I'll come in for meetings, but I'm, I'm not going to be there every day, you know? And so the idea then becomes that you have to be extraordinarily self-disciplined. And that's mm. what I'm like the hard way. Um, but you know what? I, and I think this is where like my audience, they like come to me like crying. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, I am struggling to be a go-getter and you know, I'm like struggling to whatever brush and do this. And I told them, I said, look, there are days when I haven't made the bed at 5 PM, but instead of me like crying, I'm just like, you know what? Just get it done. Give yourself some grace. Just get it done before midnight, you know, and I do. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, cool. Like there's very little blaming in my life. Right. You know, because I feel like I'm just like going through so much and I'm trying to balance so much because it's not just like my media company. Now we have enterprise content clients and now I have like my nice. media platform, which is like its own job managing so many people online. And then, you know, my book sales and this and that. So like there are some days when I'm like, you know what? I didn't do it. It's fine. And that's Whatever. okay. And that's okay. And so I think that also is like the beauty of being a go-getter because like you believe in yourself so much that like, I know that I, I will do it, you know? And, and if that's tomorrow, that's tomorrow. Like with my clothes, 
they sit out for like two weeks sometimes after they exit the dryer. But I'm like, you know what? They're going to get folded. Like that. <laughs> and that's that. I'm the queen of wearing down the pile of clothes. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. wear them so, down. Yeah. 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 So I think it's just about, you know, um, being patient even with yourself and not getting so like angry and mad that yeah. you, know, you didn't do it. Because um, I think that self-blame can get really bad. Ooh, that's sabotaging. This is good. Guys, make sure you follow Shinjini Das, Speaker Shinjini. Yes. Uh, you are in for a treat if you join her Go-Getter tribe. How can they connect with you? How can my Activation Nation yeah. audience connect and be a Go-Getter? Yes, totally. So follow me at Speaker Shinjini. It's the easiest way. Um, you see my handle mm-hmm. down below across mm-hmm. all social media platforms. It's the same handle. Um, please connect with me on some platforms. You can just search my name, Shinjini Das. Um, please follow me, connect with me. Honestly, at this point, Melissa, I want your audience to get to know me. I want them to get to know my message. I want them to interact with my content. And if you are sort of really excited about, you know, being a go-getter and sort of architecting your own personal transformation from a dreamer to a go-getter, I think my memoir, again, at 26 is an awesome purchase unapologetically mm-hmm. shinjini you see the website there's 26 dollars memoir 26 um and then also <laughs> this year melissa i'm very excited to share that my media company is gifting one copy per copy sold to an underprivileged go-getter because oh. i believe that everyone deserves positive inspiration which actually is a very revolutionary thought and i i, I clearly did not mean for it to be that revolutionary but it clearly is a revolutionary thought because my audience in Kenya, in Uganda, in India, in Malaysia, I mean, they're poor. There's mm-hmm. no other way for me to say that. Um, they're poor. They're struggling. Their family does not support them, does not support their goals. A lot of the girls are in terrible situations. And, yeah. you know, reading this, like, honestly, is probably the most positive thing in their life for a while. Mm. And, and so my point is like, you know, I had to really come to terms with that their life matters, you know, mm-hmm. and even though the world says that it doesn't, it does. And they yeah. deserve to be inspired. And so like, it's, I didn't mean for it to become like a social crusade, but like, it's actually kind of become a social crusade because all of them want to read my story. They, they feel very inspired by me because they're black and they're brown and they want to come to America. Mm. I'm the immigrant, you know, success story, and um, they can't afford my book, and so that's why I'm I'm doing this thing of like what a blessing. Yeah, if you buy a copy, I will gift uh, one to an underprivileged go get, and the result has just been unbelievable. Because, and that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say is like you're poor today, but this doesn't have to be your future, you know. And um, that's good. Yeah, it's just, it's just really, I, it's it's oddly emotional for me because I, you know, I came into it being like, everyone's a go-getter, but like, I'm like looking at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, this could be the reason that they keep going. And that's sort of a really well, thank you so much for your give back to go-getters all over the world. Guys, make sure you check out her book, Unapologetically Shinjini. Show her some love. Make sure you follow. Check out my show notes because you don't want to miss all of the quotables and activation moments I got from a special guest, Shinjini Das, today. Make sure you go to our website, unapologeticallyshinjini.com, to learn more about how to join her global community of go-getters. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on your notifications, because I'm coming to 
to you with our new series of Becoming. You don't want to miss our featured guests every week, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on 4 p.m. Pacific on YouTube and Facebook Live. And if you're catching a replay, that's okay. Want to show you some love too. Follow us on all podcast platforms where you catch your Audible content. Guys, show some love to my guest today, Shinjini Das. Thank you so much for all of the love you've shown the activation hour today. I will see you guys on the next episode. Stay activated. Bye, guys. If you love this episode, please make sure to subscribe, turn on your notifications, and share with a friend. Also, if you really want to get behind the scenes, go now to our YouTube channel at The Activation Hour. The link is found in the show notes for you to actually see my guest live and in person and to even catch more details of our conversation behind the scenes. Stay connected and join us next time for The Activation Hour, Purpose at Work and in the World.